0: Thanks for coming.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Um, Basically, we've started late because we've been doing the episode.
1: Yeah, I I answered too many questions already.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you've sparked too many questions in me already. Oh, I'm good. I hope we saved some for you guys. I think we did. You all. You all. All of you.
1: I want to say y'all, but like I don't say y'all.
0: Y'all is so handy.
1: I went to school in the South so I can... I can say y'all. y'all. Where did
0: you go to school?
1: Elon, North Carolina. Whoa. Sorry, well, Elon University, but North Carolina.
0: E- yeah. You got that. <laughs> I went to Marymount, New York City.
1: Ooh, cute. Yeah, that's what I just said basically. Yeah,
0: that is what you said. Um, okay, so North Carolina is mm-hmm. that where you're from?
1: No, I'm from s- technically Norwalk, Connecticut, but I currently my parents live in Stamford, Connecticut.
0: So what took you from Connecticut to North Carolina? Was it Elon?
1: Um, yeah, I transferred schools in college. I went to Hobart William Smith for my first year and I got there on dance scholarship, thought it was the place to be. Turns out w- first weekend was not the place to be. Real. And Whoa. I think, I think like with it being college as an adjustment already, it was tough. But then I was like, oh, I actually don't think I like this place for myself. So I started applying to schools like first week I was there to transfer and I waited all year. But then and that got me to see Elon.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. Mm. Okay, so dance. So
1: dance. When dance did, is my thing. Dance
0: is your thing? <laughs> yeah. Your Instagram is Maya Moves.
1: Yeah, some people say I move a lot.
0: Oh. Um, <laughs> is it because of the dance? Yeah. Or is it, are there other ways in which you move?
1: Uh, I'd say dance all day. Dance all day? Mm-hmm. And if not, then I'm on the couch. So no moves.
0: Cool. All right, so when did um, you find dance or dance found you? Hmm.
1: Well, I was always a performer as a kid. So picture the home videos of me just giving any performance anyone can take. Um, So I think that's probably what sparked my parents to put me into theater and dance. I actually started in theater and did, you know, with that singing, acting, and dancing. But then um, it wasn't until third grade, which is kind of late in the dance world, that I started taking dance seriously. My mom put my sister and I in this new studio in Norwalk. And I ended up being put in a class with people that had been dancing together for a few years. So like immediately I was the underdog. Like as soon as I stepped in there, it was a little uncomfortable.
0: (laughs) And what, I mean, did you like want to quit?
1: No, I, I had this like, even though my technique wasn't there, I was such a performer that I knew this was what, I was meant to do and I loved it. I was so bad at sports, not even interested in the slightest in playing soccer. So this was definitely the place to be, but I took it upon myself. Of course, my mom convinced me and helped me realize that I need private lessons. So at that age of about, what, nine years old, I was doing the one class a week that I started with in jazz and then was taking jazz private lessons every week.
0: Oh, so you started with jazz. Yes.
1: Oh yeah, I could start with that. Mm -hmm.
0: So when you realized that your technique wasn't up to snuff
1: mm-hmm. at the age of eight. At the <laughs> age of eight, uh,
0: but kind of finding your passion. Did yeah. you? Did you like go home and practice on your own?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Like no one watching, just kind of sweating, grinding it out.
1: Definitely dancing all the time in my home. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, definitely. What um, What was like the hardest? The first hurdle. In your dance, how to
1: berets. I couldn't do it. So it's not for my, heart. so for
0: the non like dancers, for the non dancers, yeah. And then my non dancing. Oh right, I can probably start with what is that? What is that? How, okay. What does it look like? What it's does it take? It's a three
1: step dance move. You step out, back side, but like for me, I couldn't understand where to move my feet without looking down at them, which is something that a lot of beginners do because they're obviously so focused on it. <laughs> but that was the problem. You got to move with your pot de berets, You can't look at the floor. So
0: You got to feel it.
1: Yeah. And I also remember in my early days of private lessons, I needed to learn how to spot, which is something you do when you turn. So you have to look at something and whip your head as fast as you can to get a clean turn. So my dance teacher said to spot something in the room and think of something you really like. So, I thought of Bake ZD. Like, I don't, I, I guess I like Bake ZD in that, in those days. So, I, I still do. Oh, cool. So, I use that as my spotting tool. And still? that's, no, I can't say I still Big do. Bake
0: ZD. <laughs>
1: but I remember vividly that I used that.
0: That's so cool. Mm-hmm. You know, with, uh, I do a lot of skating. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to like find new ways to turn, mm-hmm. like, kind of like not to be cheesy. But to express myself on the board. hmm And so, like, I'm trying creative ways of, like, doing functional, practical things. Yeah. And one thing that's really helped me with, like, the more um, intense or, like, complicated or intricate the movement is, is, like, if I look where I want to go, that's where I, my Your body land. will follow. Exactly. Right. That's right. what I tell so us. So if I look down at my board and my feet. hmm that's where I'm focused and I usually end up on the ground. Yeah. Like I fall.
1: Exactly. But yeah. if I
0: look to the spot, if I'm like turning, I was like, don't look at what's right in front of you. Look at where you want to end up. Yeah. Ooh. And it's kind of cool. It's like you can kind of like sounds parallel like, that with yeah. life Yeah, it stuff. sounds like
1: a life motto. Yeah, <laughs> it
0: is. it kind of is. Um, but so with your like journey with dance, do you have um, – because I usually start the episode with question of the day, but mm-hmm. we kind of like blast it into it. Yeah, probably already answered it. Well, yeah, you could. You probably already have in your own head. Mm. But like, if you could, this is my question for you. Okay. If you could express yourself in a sequence, or like you know, like you, a pas de is like a three-step. Yeah. Move for
1: so like a dance. Yeah, move. if you
0: had to make a Maya move, Maya move. Uh-huh. Whoa. I do make those
1: often. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, okay, so what would be my move? Yeah, what
0: would be your move?
1: I do you have a lot of signatures. Mm-hmm. Oh, you
0: already have some.
1: Yeah, like I use the same, you know, seven moves in a dance. No, I'm kidding. I come up with new <laughs> stuff, I promise. <laughs> but I like to reuse, um, let's see, I like a little side slide clap, you know, slide to the right and clap, slide to the left and clap, and then you can like add different arms, but that's like the most basic step I love to do, gets people focused, and also myself focused.
0: Like people's attention?
1: Yes, when teaching.
0: So you like you think of your body not only, like as a dancer, you mm-hmm. think of your body not only experientially,
1: mm-hmm. like
0: how does it feel and how am I moving and expressing myself through the song, but you also have to have that awareness of how, what, what does this look like?
1: Yeah, totally. From
0: the audience's perspective.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you say that. So I started this new thing. Um, when I choreograph, I used to just write it down in my notes and then, try it out, and then write it down again. But I've done this new thing that kind of cuts a little bit of that process, and I just feel myself dancing to the song a few times. But I, it also allows me to see what it looks like on camera, because a lot of my uh, my moves now mm-hmm. I record to you know post on Instagram. Nice, yeah. And it definitely needs to look good on, first of all, beginners, and to an audience from a video perspective, which is tiny. So it has to be big moves, and sometimes mm. I cut things out that are just – May take a little more time to explain it, and I'll make it a little easier.
0: But would work in another context. You know, it's like you you have to adapt. It's not like you're changing a sequence that doesn't work. Right. It's like, oh, I have to find a, another a way in which this will work for this medium totally. or for this platform. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to do that with my own work. Ooh, it's really interesting. Explain. Well, like, okay, so I am sitting on hundreds of unfinished songs mm-hmm. or musical sound bites, let's mm-hmm. say. And then at the same time, I'm sitting on like maybe hours of like footage of me doing weird stuff or like that sounds a lot weirder than it should. Like skating or like just like vibing and like, yeah, <laughs> uh, just like, uh, you know, I, I did a vlog in mm-hmm. the I just like I wrapped a season Ooh. of it. Um, just so that I, di- I didn't have to, like, keep producing content so people yeah. know it's, like, this Coming is... Coming every week. Yeah, it's, yeah. like, this is done now. Uh-huh. Okay. Smart. So, but it was very much a, like, this is what I'm doing. This is the life of, like, a freelance artist, and this is the day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can craft a narrative from my week. And so I kind of, like, learned what is the funnest footage for me to film, and then, you know, like, what am I best at? How can I film that?
1: That's exactly how I feel every day. What am I best at? What are you like, best that's at? What and I'm then doing how, right?
0: how can I get people to see it? Yeah, so exactly. How, so I'm I'm changing. That's what, that leads me to my next point. Like Ooh. I'm changing the way I'm skating. I'm finding yeah. cool ways to do things that I can already do well. That's, like I don't need to learn how to turn. Right. But now I need to learn how to turn with my other foot facing forward.
1: Totally. Because
0: what if like I need to, you know, you never know. You Sci- never know. Situations. not try it? <laughs> yeah. I feel like so much of what we do as artists is like, okay with dance like you choreograph things right (laughs) but there's all there also has to be an element of being open to being influenced by what's happening to you right then and there
1: absolutely um i usually because of this what i've been doing recently everything's upbeat but i hadn't had a moment to like i used to do a lot of contemporary modern dance which is all slow and for a while i was so bored of that and had this like Energy inside of me that wasn't being let out in school because Mm -hmm. it's like the jazz technique I used to have and at hip hop, I was doing so much in high school. But when it came to college, it was just modern and ballet. And then when I what I did afterwards, I did a lot of modern. And now that I'm doing this upbeat stuff, I actually kind of miss the slow pace stuff that I don't really do for myself. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I did this summer, Mm -hmm. I um, was the director of a dance program at a camp. And I was able to do whatever I wanted with the kids. And a lot of the kids really wanted to do contemporary, which was fascinating. A lot of them, you think they want to do hip hop, which is like what they see on TikTok and everything and all the videos. But so many of them, I was so shocked. They came up to me and were like, how do I do contemporary dance, but I don't know how to dance? And I'm like, I know exactly what to tell you. So I was, I was coming up with all this choreography that I forgot I had in me that I haven't done in so long.
0: So cool. Yeah. Love it. Whoa. Oh, whoa. That's interesting. You say that okay, because... I am starting to work on a project that I, that I did as like a senior project in high school. Mm-hmm. I was motivated by someone telling me no, like mm-hmm. a, that I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a one-act musical. I'm working yeah. to expand it. So I have to like, with this time where I'm trying to gather a team of people around me, I have to like... Work on it. I have to find ways to work on it myself. Mm -hmm. So I'll just sit down at the piano and dedicate, like, an hour or two hours to, like, trying to remember the songs or, like, playing it, like, playing with the chord progressions just to see or maybe write and just to see if I can write a new song that fits with the vibe. Mm And it's crazy how much stuck with me from like senior year of high school.
1: Like that idea is still so fresh.
0: It's still so fresh. And like it, it's fresh to me to the point where I'm still discovering it. Like I'm like, oh, that's how you play that. Because mm-hmm. what I did is like I got the chord progressions out and like could string it together. And then I worked with a pianist mm-hmm. and he helped me score it. That's awesome. So now I don't have him. So I'm like, oh, sh- that's my job.
1: But you so- ta- did you teach yourself how to do that?
0: Uh, I I my parents gave me piano lessons, mm-hmm. so like I can like f- figure out my way around a piano. Mm-hmm. But it's just crazy to me how those things, those old things that we used to drill every day, because I would go like play every day after school right. I had to like write a musical. Right. Different than years of a dance technique, but, but like
1: in our field, dedication is like key. Like that's how we we're succeeding.
0: Yes, like with uh, so I studied voice. Mm-hmm. I did, like, two years of classical voice training, and th- those habits still stick with me. I need And voice. they help get me through acti- Like cer- certain courses for acting. Right. Like, voice and speech was a breeze for me. Yeah, Because awesome. I learned it all mm-hmm. with voice lessons.
1: Yeah. That's so yeah. Nice. I took voice lessons, but uh, singing is really not my thing.
0: You took voice lessons? Yeah.
1: Why? Because I, I wanted to audition for things that required at least, like, a base of singing. That's awesome. So... So you
0: wanted any MT, musical theater?
1: Yeah. Elon MT is... So so cool. They were they are so talented, and so I knew that that was the place to take advantage of whatever you know oh, alleyway so. I can get through. So I took lessons from a coach that they would use. Um, but and I'm as much as it was helpful. Like my voice gives out every week now that I teach kids and everything. So I need to like at least know how to like breathe, <laughs> yeah. and I need to go back to singing lessons for that reason. Not to like hold a tune because at this point I don't know if singing is really gonna be what I want to do, but. In fact, it's definitely not. But uh, I really need to learn how to use my voice.
0: Are you in the fitness industry?
1: I am. I'm a fit pro.
0: So I find that a lot of, like, fitness people, Mm -hmm. coaches, yes, their voices give out because they're, like, yelling oftentimes over, like, loud music. Yes. And, like, you also have to, like, bring an energy. Yeah. Just, like, with kids or just, like, on the stage. Like, a rock star or an actor you have you to bring an energy. You have to physically do it. Yeah. Exactly. So like, but with bringing it back to fitness, the reason I asked is because mm-hmm. I notice a lot of fitness people because, because I do fitness too,
1: mm.
0: what we do to get stronger is put our whole body in a state of tension.
1: Yeah. So oh, we're absolutely. just
0: like,
1: ah. get through it. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: first of all, maybe that's not the best way to lift weight.
1: Definitely or to not. approach fitness, lifting. right? And
0: I'm not saying you're doing that. I'm just right. saying to those of us out here, because like I'll catch myself slipping on a rep or Absolutely. two, where I'm like, "Oh, whoa, whoa, I'm not breathing." Absolutely. But that that's a separate conversation. So like, but I think because of that tension, even when you're breathing properly, your muscles are tense because mm-hmm. you're like lifting weight, you're moving things. Yeah. I think that that transfers over into like even your throat. Like mm-hmm. I'm I've started jujitsu. Mm-hmm. like almost a year in, and my my neck. My diameter has increased. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah, it's like I've my, I've got I have a thicker neck, but it's also affected like my singing voice mm-hmm. and like it's
1: I just have range. a tighter
0: like it's just more it's meaty. And uh-huh. I thought this was in my head. I looked it up and like people that do jujitsu like not only do you have more muscle mass, so it mm-hmm. changes the the, the chamber and the shape. Yeah, yeah. But it also like you're getting choked out. But with fitness, like I think if you one thing that I learned in acting, like the voice and speech that I didn't learn in singing lessons is writ mm-hmm. this pattern. R B B R, ribs, belly, belly, ribs. And that's the breathing pattern. So you use your intercostal muscles, mm-hmm. which are on the outside of your ribs, to engage you engage those to expand your ribs first, and then you fill in with your belly. Then you activate your belly to push it. Towards your spine, and then your ribs come in to close again.
1: I've never felt that, but that's been explained to me so much. Someone, one of my, I went to a few teachers for singing, and one of them had me like breathe through a straw or something with yeah, a straw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. it still doesn't make sense to me, but I'll get there. Maybe I need to practice. But that's exactly what they explained to me, and I definitely feel myself pushing the air straight out of my stomach. Like that's why I lose yeah. breath, and that's. Why I'm it's screaming. um.
0: <laughs> do you take cold showers? Not really. Really good for muscle rehabilitation <laughs> mm. and recovery, and it's good for muscle development as well. I got on this Wim Hof train. He's He has been kind of fired up, but I've just been dabbling in cold showers. Um, I've heard a lot
1: of benefits of cold showers.
0: Yeah, but so one thing it does is it... it In order to, like, endure being there, you have to, like... You know, it's mm, right, like a shock first. to the system, that yeah. first shock. You know, the goal is to be able to breathe and control your breathing, but... That impulse that is actually kind of like
1: a good breathing.
0: That's technique. the breathing technique. Oh, yeah, okay, I'll
1: try it.
0: Yeah, just so you can feel. Oh, that's the trigger because now right, I use that in exercise. Uh-huh. Like with if I'm trying to lift heavy, mm-hmm. I'll stand off like right above the bar, and I'm p- gonna push the away like so I can do do what I do. But I'll okay, like stand right. above the bar and do this.
1: I really wish you were on the mic right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and I and when I feel lightheaded, then I grip the bar and I'm like, oh, I have you know. That's just when like, you
1: lift is when you're lightheaded. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'll take yeah. the
0: advice. Wim Hof.
1: I'm definitely gonna take the cold shower advice.
0: Yeah, cold shower advice. Okay, so I I kind of want to bring it back to you and what you do. Cool, sure. Be- but cold showers can be a part of that. Yeah, but sure. I want to talk about what like what's happened to you before this moment.
1: Wow, so much. Yeah, right? Um, so,
0: but I want to know, like, how did you get from nine-year-old passionate about dance to the mm-hmm. point where you have the awareness that you need to bring your technique up to par so that you can continue? Like, how did you get from there to, to Elon? Like, what was the next step from okay. nine years old?
1: I feel like I was always pushed. So, um, because I started a young, an uh, older, quote-unquote, age to start dance and technique and taking it seriously... Um, the second year at that studio that I was dancing at, I joined the competition team, which like, I really shouldn't, I mean, we, uh, all of us did at the time just because we were part of a team, but my technique was should not be judged at that age. It was really funny, but I got all these like special awards because although my score might not have been high, a lot of judges like really noticed and grasped that like an energy I have on stage and the entertainment quality I have Mm -hmm. so that's really what I stuck with and I knew my technique was not there but I I didn't think about it while I was on stage I was doing the right moves I mean I was doing the group dance but I was thrown into a solo my first year at competition and I loved it I was given I love rock and roll by Britney Spears and I have a really funny picture of it also I have like the classic costume that's like the mesh on the arm and like a little crop top-esque kind of thing. Black jazz shoes. But, and then, so I was pushed with the competition team. Um, I was pushed in high school at my other studio just because, I guess, I wanted to be better but of course, my teachers also were like, you can be better. Um, And then, when it came to going to Elon, I transferred in. So I decided to go to Elon in May, whenever you get the decision, whatever. And, I wasn't able to audition until the week I moved in to Elon in August or whatever. So it was like a make or break moment. Yeah. Yeah, Like if I hadn't gone into the program, what would I have done? I don't know. Because I wasn't interested in anything else. But...
0: Was it a thing where you could have sat the first year out?
1: I could have like minored and then probably like moved my way up. Oh, so it was make or break. It was really make or break. And I definitely felt the pressure. I was like... (laughs) Oh, no. And I auditioned just me. So a lot of auditions, you're in a room with 10 people or whatever, but I was, it was just me because I was the only one who transferred in.
0: What would you have preferred?
1: Uh, Everyone else. Okay. In the room. Okay. Just to calm my nerves. Sure. In some ways, a lot of people don't calm their nerves that way, but right. just so I don't feel like all the eyes are on me, there were five faculty members just sitting in chairs with notepads and then me. And I like, that was right. probably my second day on campus. It was really scary. That's and a, yeah, that sounds terrible. I think my parents had left at that point, too, so I was like, this is really it. I literally um, have
0: – whoa, it's funny that you say this now. Like, I'll have nightmares that feel like that. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, shit, I'm on stage for a part that I have yeah. zero rehearsals for.
1: Oh, absolutely. And each faculty would take their turn giving me a little combo of what they are
0: teach. they teach.
1: <laughs> Dude. So they'd show it to you, and then you'd do it. And I am so bad at that. Like, I need a step-by-step private lesson. And I I can't just do it in 10 seconds. So apparently I wooed them. I mean, I did this solo that I had, um, you know, had it prepared for my college audition. So that I at least did. But I don't know how well I did on the other stuff. But I heard back that day that I got in. And with that, I was pushed again because I was kind of half in the incoming class. So I was in some classes with the quote-unquote freshmen. But then... They were just so much better than me. I mean, everyone's level was higher than me. And I'm not just saying that because, like, I put myself down. Like, my technique was not there. Um, I didn't realize that in high school – I guess I maybe realized this. But in high school, the um, studio that I grew up in, um, which I loved, I was in, like, a company setting. And then we took – he took hip-hop really seriously at the owner of the studio. So I was really great in hip-hop by the end of senior year. I was pretty good in contemporary. That was definitely, like, where my heart was. But – I took one hour of ballet a week and I got to college and everyone had maybe four or five hours of ballet a week. And that's like the, everyone says it's the foundation of dance and it really is. So that was obvious that I hadn't done that. Um, So I already knew that that was going to push me to be even better. Here I am again that I need to just find it in myself to get better. So I would meet with the teachers after, not necessarily do private lessons because in college they're not all hands on, but I figured it out on my own. And I would go and rent the studio and practice or – yeah, that's – I just – but I was getting really bad grades, which is really hard to say because as a dance major, you think you would fly with A's. If you show up to class, there's your effort and you did it. But
0: Oh, you were getting bad grades in your dance I was getting bad courses. grades in my dance courses, yeah. Okay. Like
1: it was – it wasn't just in my head that I was bad like my teachers were like <laughs> I got you. We need some help. And like yeah, I would yeah, go yeah. in and be like I'm sorry, why do I have a C when everyone has an A? <laughs> and it was just I just missed the mark. I just wasn't getting it. And it only I I realized junior year of college that modern and ballet are not my thing may not be my thing and I needed to find what brought me there which was jazz, jazz, excuse me. And senior year I took this course that was offered to musical theater majors and some dance majors. And I got in for, it's called the Fosse Legacy. And I actually was introduced to Fosse in high school and I was obsessed with it. And I didn't really understand yeah. why. It just clicked. And that class senior year was like, oh, you've got it. Like, you still love dance. And I... Hell yeah. I, that's still my favorite style to do. Not that.
0: Dance is kind of like... Vi- Sorry to interrupt, but Yo. dance is kind of like violin for me where mm-hmm. I, I I am attracted to it. But it's it seems like such a pure thing that i don't want to disrespect Mm -hmm. it by like when people ask me do i dance i'm like no like i do not like like, i I can move i like to dance yeah i do not dance right i I, to this day i have not picked up a violin and tried to play it like i'll pick up a guitar whatever oh cool you have a harmonica a tambourine not gonna do that with the violin
1: does intimidate you
0: Uh, yeah yeah just the history of it and what it is yeah in my mind
1: yeah, that makes sense. And
0: so dance is like that for me too. And so whenever I w- would watch dance, it would be this thing like on YouTube or or go to some dance shows like because I went to Marymount mm-hmm. and it had a pretty strong dance.
1: Very. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And so I, I went to a couple. Mm-hmm. Always wish that I went to more to this day, but it would always seem like this thing that was, um, like, not really approachable for me. It was like a little dis- there was just dis- there was a element or a. There was some distance between me and it, like Mm -hmm. a disconnect. Yeah,
1: maybe it was the passion, because maybe it's just a hobby, or it was like Like an interest.
0: Yeah, it was like nothing that had piqued my interest enough, Mm -hmm. or to to like surmount the the history of of what it is, the work. Yeah, totally. Because I'll I do other things that also demand work, but like for that, it was like what? Yeah. But, But all that to say, I did. I remember like watching some weird dance history video and they like showed something about Fosse mm-hmm. and it blew my mind I was like whoa now that mm-hmm. looks like fun
1: yeah it was his style is so specific and to me it was so easy to just mimic exactly what it was instead of like mm-hmm. modern words interpret a lot of things which I wasn't hitting <laughs> and this was just cookie cutter follow the Love it. technique and I was like I can do that it was great, except I have to dance in character shoes, and I'm to this day not good at that.
0: How much of um, Fosse like influences where you're at now?
1: I think a lot of his technique is very sharp and then soft. Like he has this like soft quality, but then he'll do stuff really sharp. And I think that I bring that in the choreography that I make for beginners when I teach Maya moves is I come up with 30 seconds. I know exactly what 30 seconds sounds like in a song now, I just know exactly where hmm. to stop it. So when I find a song that has a really good, strong 30 seconds that I feel I can find enough moves to, I'll do it. But with that in mind, I want a part in there that's so easy that they can't mess up. Like like I said, slide clap, slide right and slide left. I was, yeah, I, was, I, was I always have that in my dance. I, I can say I always have that in my dance because it's the time where they can just look at me and be like, she's going right, she's going left
0: mm-hmm. in
1: the midst of doing something that may be a little faster.
0: Oh. Whoa, cool. It's, it's kinda, kinda nice. like a checkpoint or like a refresh. So yeah, like, exactly. Here we are. It's like that it's like that bite of ginger in between your sushi bites. You know, they put the ginger on the side to yeah. so like cleanse the palate. Yeah. I never do that. I'm I just kinda okay, like I'm chow through Well, I love sushi. You can have I'm a fan. It. I'll mm. take your rolls. Thank you. I Thank eat cucumber you. rolls. Oh, that's yeah. the one I don't eat. I like it all. I like the raw fish and the Mm-mm. like. <laughs> I'm getting there. Oh, nice! Yeah, it's slow steps. I mean, fish is good for you. Slow yeah. steps, like dance, dance. Like, like anything dance. that's worth it.
1: Slow steps. Yeah,
0: baby steps. Okay, so w- w- you just referenced Maya moves. Mm-hmm. What is that? Ooh. When was that born? It's
1: hard to ex- Okay, I will explain. So, um, let me go backtrack a little. After graduation, after Elon, when I graduated. I hadn't gone abroad like everyone else had for a semester. Just with transferring, it didn't make sense. But I love to travel. So I, and I just knew I wasn't ready for New York City. And I knew that was where I was going to end up because my parents were in Connecticut. So I was like, I can't go to auditions with this technique that I have right now. I'm wow. going to push myself. And I, my mom was born in Israel. So I have a lot of family in Israel and small enough, like Israel's really well known for modern and ballet, which was what I was training at the time. So I sent in a audition video to about like four different companies that had training programs. And I got into one within like a weekend. And I was like, wow. And I, this is like one of the first acceptance letters I've gotten in so long. In with Elon being such a hard program, <laughs> I was rejected from so much. I only performed maybe twice in all four years or all three years. It was a tough, tough program. Yeah. Wow. And I loved performing. That's all I was there for. So it was really tough. And to get into this was like, I did it. I did it. So I was so excited. It was a six-month program, international program. So I was one of two Americans with about like 10 Israelis and a few from China, Japan, Russia. It was the coolest thing I've ever done. But that was the hardest year of my life. I had moved from transition from college years so being comfortable in your your little bubble and as much as i wanted to explore in israel i was dancing seven hours a day so when i got home i was sleeping um i was living in jerusalem which is a really interesting place to be living in um, so i was doing three hours of ballet and three hours of modern a day Something I quickly realized within three days there being like, wow, this is maybe not my thing because here I am again doing modern and ballet, which I told myself was not the thing I wanted to do. Yeah. But I read this book. You've definitely heard of it. The Outliers, Malcolm Gladwell, maybe. Okay, so I read it in high school and there's a chapter called 10,000 10, Hours, all that. So I, that stuck with me through everything since then. So that was why I was in Israel was the more hours I'm dancing, the better I'm going to get regardless if it's what I want to be doing, it's the hard work is going to pay off.
0: It's the mindset.
1: Yeah, it's a mind exactly. So that's what got me through. I ended up staying the whole year and doing the program twice because I knew even Whoa, though dude. even though I knew <laughs> yeah. that this was like I mean I was having so much fun regardless of the technique. Yeah. But again, the sure. teachers we weren't clicking because I wasn't getting it, and I wasn't put in the group that was performing. I was put in the back. Like I.
0: But you weren't there for the teachers. But I was there. The I mean, class.
1: I was in Israel. Like you were it was there great dance. And, yeah, yeah.
0: It's okay. So I like what you said about like being in a weird spot to do mm-hmm. a very specific thing because yeah. even though you're like, you may think. Uh, that it limits your exposure to the city or the new place. It actually like gives you a really clear context for why you're there. Mm-hmm. And I've ended up like my most memorable trips in places are, be- are when I go for a very specific reason as opposed to just like, Wandering. let me go explore, explore. Exactly. Jerusalem. Like, yeah. No, 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 I'm here for dance. And so then like you can kind of see like, oh, if I lived here, Right, you can establish a routine, and then you see what it is for what it is. Right,
1: as someone living there rather than just traveling through yeah, it. just
0: window shopping. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I loved it, and I That's would see awesome. my family every weekend, so they were the best. And I had such great friends in the program. Um, mm. But afterwards, obviously I came home being like – I do not want to do modern ever again, Mm -hmm. at least for like, okay, maybe for like seven years. I need a break. I need a break. (laughs) It's just so clear it wasn't me. Uh, Like I would have meetings, one-on-one meetings with the teachers because that's what they were doing. They're, you know, there to help you and mold you. And when it got to meeting with me, they're like, Maya, Maya, I'm going to stop there because my accent's not that good. But they were like, why are you here? (laughs) And I was like... I'm going to be honest, this isn't my thing. It's pretty mutual, but I love being here for other reasons. Yeah. So when I got home, I thought that I wanted to do the dance thing, which in New York City is go to auditions, work a waitress job do 10,000 things in one day and get paid for, like, one of them. Grind. Yeah, the grind. The grind. So I couldn't afford that, so I stayed at home for a year in Connecticut, which I loved because living at home is truly so the best. That sounds so cozy. Oh, yeah, I miss it. I really do. Uh, my parents are the Whoa. best, too, so, like, it was that, a really fun oh time. Oh, man,
0: yeah, that sounds great. That more yeah. Eastern life. Yeah, yeah like, and I oh.
1: was an only child, so, I mean, it was great. But cozy. I was an only child in the year, obviously. I have a brother and sister. But, um... So I was teaching, but the hustle was like always, I was, I'm always someone who just like hustles and that's something that I've realized about myself. I didn't know what hustle meant until I realized I've been doing it forever, private lessons Until you're and all around
0: that. people that don't hustle. Right, or that. Oh yeah. And gosh. they comment on I like can't. how busy you're on. Yeah, and, and I'm like, like oh. how do you
1: make money? <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, hustle.
1: Right? So I was applying to every, I knew I wanted to teach dance while I was home just to make the most money of what I like to do. So I applied, I was on my computer for months that summer after Israel and applied to every studio in the Connecticut, New York area. Only about seven responded. I I ended up working at eight different studios in that area in a week. So I was teaching like three hours here, three hours there, driving 45 minutes to Ridgefield, then coming. It was a crazy schedule, but again, I was cozy at home. Um, And then once I saved enough money, Um, I decided to move to the city, which really wasn't even my goal. I just realized, oh, I could have, like, there was, like, a ding. I was like, oh, I could afford it now, kind of. So I moved in in July of last year with the intentions of just going to auditions, open call auditions for, I originally wanted a cruise ship gig because. they're
0: pretty nice. I didn't
1: want to live in the city for too long, and that's, like, a six-month contract, and that's paid, and it sounds fun. I mean, did I really want to be on a cruise ship for six months? Absolutely not. But there were just, like, a lot of pros. So um, I, was a, I was auditioning for those types of things, and I was going to, you know, 300-plus people auditions. I was going three hours early, so I was commuting from Connecticut. This is before I moved in. Um, I was commuting from Connecticut, and getting there at, you know, 6.30 or 7 a.m., the doors weren't even open yet. Then I got into the lobby, the doors weren't open yet. Then I'd wait with like five more people for like the early bird hour. Anyway, I was there for three hours to get seen for seven minutes, get cut with that with me doing one thing across the floor. And I was like, this is not gonna work. How
0: many times did you do that?
1: I did it. I know. I I didn't do it as many times as people really have the heart to do it. I did it like eight times. And
0: how many of those times were you excited?
1: Excited? I was excited every time. Good. Because I was there. I knew I, like, had something. So I was like, yeah. they're going to see it, right? And then they didn't. So that was fun. But, I mean, of course, I'm good with rejection because yeah. I'm used to it. So, like, it was You didn't I, lose the
0: excitement. No, it was the excitement for, like, doing that. It was the, doing the hour. Yeah, yeah. It was just,
1: like, why did I have to come in for three hours for that? Couldn't you say you wanted blondes that are 5'11"? Like, you didn't need to cut me for my height. So that was frustrating. I wasn't then I moved into the city and was like, how am I going to do that and make money? I don't want a waitress. I don't want a bartend. I just wanted to teach kids and teach and perform. So I also knew that, well, my end goal is to get an agent so that I can, you know, book jobs, but how is it going to get an agent going to these open calls? So I thought, you know, Instagram was coming up with this just booming. And I was like, I need to make Instagram my resume so that if anyone were to see it this could – you could get something from it, which a lot of people now do. So in July when I first moved in, my first month here, I was like, I'm going to start an Instagram. My moves was in my notes as one of the names that I thought of. I wanted to start a brand new one. I had no idea what I was going to post. I wasn't one to post dance videos. <laughs> Everyone's probably laughing because now I post them every week. But, like, I really wasn't one to post them. <laughs> and, and my – I didn't know what to post first, but that night that I had made the account, I was with a couple of friends, and we naturally – Turned on Boys by Lizzo. And I was dancing. We were all dancing. <laughs> Whatever. What do you do on a Friday night? And um, I came up with choreography. And they are like, Maya, teach me. And I taught three people in the room. And we were like, oh, let's record it. And I was like, ooh, I should post it. And then I was like, oh, my God. I really want to teach to people my age. Or like my friends. Like I don't get to see my friends in the work field. I just teach kids. Or teach, at that point, just kids. Because I wasn't into fitness yet. So that's when I had the bright idea. I taught. That Was on like a Friday, I booked a studio at Ripley Greer Studios, which is where yeah. I was auditioning. That's the only reason I knew, isn't it?
0: Like 428, 420, 305 West 38th Street. Oh, uh, 305. I've typed it in a few times on so my map. Yo, there's like there's a few per- Pearl, and like they're Ripley. all I've like walked into like th- just the wrong location. Oh, totally, like, I'm in the right spot, and, and then be it tastes, like, oh, uh.
1: and then you're like three blocks away, but those three blocks really count. When you're already, you can't look like you're sweating, and
0: yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, it's a whole <laughs> thing, and it's all in this like bubble that's totally. like so full of stress. You, you can feel, feel the it stress in the before air. you walk in. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so, so bad. bad. <laughs> Sometimes I just try to cut it.
1: So unhealthy. I yeah. know. I put some music on. Like I don't really. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you booked at Ripley Greer.
1: Booked Ripley, and I just spread the word to my friends. I luckily have a lot of friends in New York. I guess because I grew up around here a lot of
0: friends. Humble brat. No, like, a lot of a lot of my
1: friends live in New York. <laughs> so I have a lot of people that I know in New York. And <laughs> and I put a blast out. I was like, hey guys, we're gonna teach a beginner class. Who wants to come? It was like 6 30 on a Wednesday. And I had a really I had a really great turnout. <laughs> but um that <laughs> I like I think I don't know, it doesn't matter. Um all my friends came, every single friend, and everyone brought a friend and I was I was just shocked. I was, and I was so happy to be teaching my friends. I, it's something I was doing naturally when I was growing up, but didn't realize that was part of my passion. So That's awesome. That was the night that I was like, I'm going to do this every week. And since then, I did it every single Wednesday. I Booked Ripley, and God, who, ev- yeah. Since then, well, you know, not really since then, but for yeah. like six months straight, every Wednesday, six thirty. I changed the time a little bit to see if that worked. I was. Shoving myself into the marketing world and and just faking it till I made it and posted as much as like what I thought was going to get people's attention and get to class and sometimes it worked sometimes I'd have my sister come and that was it or my sister my best friend and we'd still film whatever dance I came up with like it wasn't the turnout I wanted but it was content like I knew that right. with Instagram consistency you can is kind key of
0: consistency and key you can kind of hide what the event actually was right
1: you don't have to say that that was class it choose was just, what you
0: want to show totally yeah, totally yeah.
1: so. Also, it's the mindset. It's the mindset.
0: Yeah, it's not about actually like ten thousand hours. It's not about actually the people in the room. It's about are you there every day?
1: Yeah, and I was so committed. And so when I when I thought, oh, this is what Maya Moves is, Hmm. all my focus went to it. When you put all your focus in something, it just explodes. And I went for it. Like I did. Well, on top of Maya Moves, it was totally a side hustle because, and I was paying for the rental fees, so that was. Really Dumb on my part, but I had to. Um, who else was gonna do it? So, I was teaching after school program dance, which is very different than dance studio dance. Mm. Um, or teaching at a dance studio, the kids really want to be there. And after school programs, kids usually don't even know what they signed up for, or and... they didn't
0: sign up, or they yeah, didn't right. sign Your up. Parents are like and it's
1: sick. an hour, it was an hour and a half, and they I mean, you know, but they... That's a long time. It's a its a long time with kids. 90 minutes okay? is a long time It's kids. a long time to be physically moving with, like, kindergartners that don't want to be there and that are in the same building as they were for six hours. Yeah. And we would dance in a cafeteria and clear all the tables or dance in a classroom that's no mirrors. Like, it wasn't a dance setting, so yeah. they were like, what are we supposed to be doing for this hour? So I, that was frustrating, but I was still teaching, so it was in a way, my passion. And I was doing that. But that was at different schools. There was one in Brooklyn. There was one Aubrey side. There was one Tribeca nowhere near me. It was fun, kind of. And I was doing that. I was working. This is when I got into fitness because I was like, with the Instagram world getting really pulled into the dance fitness world, which I was um, noticing was booming. And I was like, what if I made dance fitness part of my thing and when I started my moves I really just wanted it to be beginner dance class for people that want to be there and that either danced in high school and can't find that niche or anything I wanted a comfortable space that you can absolutely nail the choreography and feel confident um but at the same time I was going and checking out all these dance boutique classes and auditioning for every single one I auditioned for I think eight in like two months or two or three months got rejected from every single one and, like, at that point, last year, I knew I was good at something. And I was pretty good in the auditions. Like, I, I don't say that a lot, and I really don't brag a lot. Maybe I'm bragging a lot in here. But <laughs> with all the hours I put in, I know what I'm good at. And I nailed some of those auditions, and I didn't get it. And I was like, why? I don't hmm. understand what they're looking for. And that just pushed me more to be like, I am going to do my own thing. So after being rejected from everything, that just solidified it. I put more and more and more effort into... My business, but then thought about oh fitness. So I started working at um, Studio B Bandier front desk, five a.m. to two p.m. and then going to uh, teach kids at three thirty to five, and then going to teach Maya Moves from six thirty to seven thirty. Like it, my Wednesdays were really rough, and then I'd wake up and do it again. Most likely, I wasn't teaching Maya Moves every week, but long days, man. Um, and it only, it's a lot. but I knew it was temporary. I mean. I was like, this is just to make money and it wasn't, right. it doesn't hurt me to be invested in the fitness industry and watching all these classes and taking them.
0: Well, some, okay. So the trick about like following your interests and your curiosity and your passion is that it sh- like, shit can get crazy real quick. huh. But, like, if you're interested and curious and passionate about it, it's fun. It's fun. But you're still a human, so you right. get tired. I was gonna but say, it's tired. It's like fun.
1: Right. Yeah. So, Yo, it's like, that's it's, the it's, hardest so part.
0: So, when, whenever I hear people say, Oh, but I, I knew it was temporary. Yeah. Like sometimes like that, they, they say it with a negative connotation, but I don't think you're no. saying that at all. It's like, no. It, it was, was like, exciting. It was exciting, yeah. but it, you knew it wasn't sustainable. Yeah,
1: I was only doing it because it was for, I think I did it for six months. Just I knew it was worth it. And, you, and, and necessary it was. to get <laughs> so, something off the ground. Totally. Yeah. And because of that job, I met some of the best fitness professionals in the industry Whoa. and kind of got into that bubble. Like, I, I don't think I would have been where I am right now. I mean, I did a lot more with me sitting at that desk. I was, you know, noticing the influencer boom and how much influence these people have on the fitness industry and everyone in New York City. So I was then reaching out to all these influencers that happened to me my age and or around my age and giving them free private lessons so that I could post a video of us and that your followers can see what I do. And so I think because they were in the same bubble as what I was working in, that really helped Had the right people look at it. And then that was a big model of mine. In January, I remember, I think I had like five influencer privates that month. I think I spent my rent on rental fees at Ripley mm. that month alone because I I just knew it was worth it. And in January, I launched my class, My Moves to Sweat, and changed it from a dance class to dance fitness. Because at that point, I was like, all right, I get it. This is how you do a dance uh, fitness class, just from taking them. I was like, I get it. This is what people want out of it. This is how much you need to sweat. Or anyway, I developed my own, and I was teaching it from January until now. Now I do 20 minutes of sculpting and, like, cardio dance, and then I always, always, always teach 30 seconds of choreography, and i think that's what i'm always going to do regardless if i'm in the fitness industry or not i just my passion is to teach my choreography and see how people get it and how it makes them feel so i'm always is the
0: 30 that. seconds like a fitness infused
1: no so that's my right now i'm kind of um balance trying to find the balance between fi- having enough fitness in my class i'm now teaching at a place called fit house so i feel the pressure of making it more fitness even though they they haven't said that i just know because people are paying x amount To take a fitness class, it needs to be up to par with Hit and with Sculpt Mm -hmm. in a way. So um, I'm still trying to figure out what to amp up because I've gotten feedback. A lot of people are like, that's hard. But some weeks they're like, I could sweat a little more. And I know it. I mean, I am dripping, but it's because I'm doing 10,000 things and they're just taking the class. But um, when I teach the choreography, it's very, you know, I do it in slow motion, like two Two moves, and then I'll we'll do it faster and faster, and that's and then you get it. Then we move on and do it again. But you're not cardio dancing for you know twenty minutes, right? But like you're using your brain, you're working out your muscles. You're I mean you're still working hard. But a lot of people are there to sweat the entire hour. And I mean, dance is fitness, which is starting to like frustrate me a little with this with the industry because a dance class is fitness. So why? make my dance class into dance fitness. I'm just going to keep my dance class my dance class with the with the um idea of adding more fitness because I know that's what people want. So I'm trying to find the balance between sticking to what I really want it to be. But I do agree and I do feel for the people that are like I just spent 50 you know 50 minutes in here and I am not as sweaty as I wanted to be or right. this and that. So I I go into the class telling them what they should expect and it's you're going to you know, work really hard for 20 minutes, sculpt, burn, you're going to feel it. And then we're going to learn choreography and you can take whatever you want from that. Like, you will learn it. You will have fun. You will sweat, but maybe not as much as Soul Cycle.
0: <laughs> sure. Well, one thing that's interesting, because like, I'm always thinking on these days that I know I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to be doing a lot of walking, mm-hmm. but I'm ne- not necessarily going to have an hour to set aside for fitness or exercise. Right. I kind of want to wrap like a fifth, like I have a fifty-pound dumbbell. I want to wrap Just it wrap in, in like do? a t-shirt and put it in a backpack, and Just like for the call extra it rucksack training. Yeah. So, like for these dan- like these people that are complaining about dance and stuff. Like, I've also thought about buying like ankle weights. Yes, and we wrist use those. weights. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: but not but- when we're dancing physically.
0: Oh, so like part. I was gonna say, like yeah, for the sculpt part. Yes. But I'm like okay, look, you. It's only like twenty sweat, minutes, you so bring I, your own ankle weights and you right can modify.
1: You right, know, like. right. I think by now, I with the twenty minutes that I give, dedicate to sculpting and burning. I yeah, we use ankle weights and arm weights. That's and so cool. Just so that you really do get the most burn that you can.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, it's op- optional, but I understand. But in a in a regular dance class, you have a warm up and then you jump into choreography. So I'm trying to keep it. The same structure, but
0: yeah. You know those? Um, I don't know what made me want to ask you this, but you know those like silent discos, yes, silent disco parties. Yeah. Have you ever thought about doing that?
1: I like, would love to
0: fitness like Ooh, silent like... disco fitness, like starting oh my your God, day don't say this on here I'm early. Yeah, someone's gonna take it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just but now. I like it. I <laughs> out. That's so cool. But you could like, cause like starting your day with fitness is great. Like If you actually do it, you get up and you like do squats or some shit that you know you don't want to do but you know you'll feel better. You feel great. You feel great. Accomplished. But you also feel great dancing. Mm. Put those together. Right. With like coffee right after and like...
1: Yeah. But I'm just thinking about it right now with these headphones on, like jumping around with these
0: would be difficult. But these are the cool ones. But you can get different ones that work.
1: Right, right. You're right. That's not the biggest deal.
0: You're right, you're right.
1: I was like, I can't do it. I can't wear the big headphones.
0: (laughs) You can can get, like, again, because if this is, like, under the business, find, like, maybe a budget for it and get some headphones that could work for it or something. I don't know. Yeah, it would be sick. It's a really sick idea. It would be sick.
1: Wow, I'm going to think about that tonight.
0: Uh, Like, even, like, a monthly or, like, a weekly, like, you could create a culture behind it. Yeah. like, getting up early is not a thing. It's anymore. not, no. It's like easy to do. Cause I started surfing like a month ago. Mm-hmm.
1: You have to get up early. for that. You have to
0: get up early and it's like great. Yeah. You know, and your day is like twice as long. So it's like that time is there. Mm-hmm. Who knows what you could build if you just like get up and just fucking.
1: I love it. <laughs> work. But I can't do it every day.
0: Oh no. no, no like no. when
1: I was working that 5am job, I was only doing it three times a week. I couldn't do it at five. Oh, three basically. times
0: is a lot, right? Because you could sleep
1: in. The, the only reason I would get up is being like, tomorrow I can sleep in.
0: Would you ever have stretches of like time where you're like, not quite sure what day it is? It's kind of like yellow together.
1: Uh, yes and no, because my schedule is so different every day that I was like fully aware of what day it was. Oh, like if I could sleep in, I knew it was either Tuesday or Thursday. And then I was like, oh, it's Thursday. I'm teach here. Yeah. But yes, in the sense of just yeah. going through it all.
0: Just going through it all. Yeah. You look back and that's, okay, so that's kind of why I started the vlog where I'm like, I feel like I'm just like running full speed ahead Mm -hmm. and I'm like not taking in everything that it is I'm actually doing. Mm -hmm. So I cataloged what I did week to week and it's like kind of crazy. Yeah. I I like opportunities like this just to sit down and like lay it out. Like this is the stuff I've done. Like it's kind of, it's just kind of cool. And it's like cool to see like, people when they follow their interests like where it leads. Yeah,
1: know? and and with being in this industry and with Maya Moves, I when you ask what is Maya Moves, like it's now turned into such a big umbrella of everything that I mm-hmm. didn't realize I could be paid to do if you think about it. Like yeah. I'm teaching my dance fitness class which I made up, but now I'm like, "Oh, let me teach private lessons and that's under my name, so that's technically yeah. Maya Moves." Yep. Teaching privates every week, then I'm like, "Oh, let me do wedding dances." Now I'm doing wedding dances. I do bachelorette parties, birthday parties. Like so cool. any way I could get people to move, like, I'll do it. And so that's kind of what Maya Moves is right now. It's so much. It's really confusing. That's awesome. Just a lot of dancing, really. Just me moving.
0: <laughs> okay. So I don't know. I feel pretty good. Like
1: I feel pretty solid.
0: I mean, I, I want this to be, I say this pretty much every other episode, but I want it to be like an ongoing conversation. Right. So you're welcome back on and I would love to have your voice pop in and out of people's ears. Hopefully it won't be
1: as scratchy as it is right
0: now. Or if it is, it's fine.
1: Thanks. Thanks for, for having conversations with artists. We need we have voices. We, sometimes we need to be heard. We have
0: voices <laughs> and bodies. So yeah. so with that, I'm going to we don't need to plug your Instagram because we've <laughs> said it a million I've times. Said it enough. But just in case that we have any bozos out there, what is your Instagram? Type
1: in at the at sign. Maya, M A Y A, period, moves, and that's it.
0: Thank you for being on.
1: Thank you so much uh, for having me.
0: Thank you for Thanks being on. Thanks for thinking it was interesting. You are very interesting. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. I mean, I have yet to have a guest who isn't, and I wouldn't say right. it even if they weren't, that. but. I mean this when I say that you are. Thank you. And um, I always had a fascination with the dancers (laughs) when I was acting at Marymount. And Mm -hmm. there was always this weird divide and separation when Mm -hmm. I was like, what you do is legit. Yeah. And it's like looking at a violin where I'm like, what? Okay, so just to end with a little challenge and visual for the listeners, can you come up with an impromptu sequence for whoever's listening? Because we released this... on a Tuesday and okay. it's kind of the beginning of the week. So mm-hmm. I want like, you know, a beginning of the week, like help you get through All right. vibes.
1: All right, I'll give you an eight count. Are you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> We're going to, I'm going to throw my slides because I've already explained that move. So you guys have an a, a, like an advantage. Bossy. You're going to step to the right. <laughs> Slide, jump and clap. Slide to left, jump and clap. Step out, right, left, back in, right, left. So you made a little box. And then you repeat it again, slide and slide, step out, out, in, in. Uh, That was eight, so I'm going to leave it there. Love it. Yay! (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for moving. (laughs) Yeah. Yay!
0: This podcast is produced by Rock Rising. Come follow us on Instagram, and if you want to hear more podcasts, visit rockrising.org. Thanks.